Descent into Darkness, Season 3, Episode 15. For those of you whose attention is focused on the ritual, you sense an arrival is about to occur. Multiple points through multiple different phases have been pulled down nearly into alignment with one place and moment in time. Whitewash paint, symbols, and the chanting of a few men have harnessed forces of such power that if one misstep is made, a catastrophe may befall existence, not just upon your own dimly seen corner of space and time, but upon all that there is and all that there ever will be. But before we get back to that, let's get an introduction from our investigators. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Detective Jack Glover, and I gotta keep this incense going. Oh, I just did, apparently. I did last turn. I'm gonna get the hell out of here then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brandon, I'm playing Dr. Wallace Andrews, and I'm currently expelling a raccoon from the premises. I'm Justin, playing Lance Monroe, who is now currently standing outside and exposed to a gin while completely insane <laughs> for at least another two rounds. So, likely not going to survive the first five minutes of this. I'm John, playing James Luther Whitmire who is uh, intensely focused on completing this ritual so that he can have some uh, nice marshmallow hot chocolate at the end. <laughs> is that his first wish? Yes. Okay, so we begin at the top of the round with the djinn who conspires against you. Now, some of you have seen this before, but you see a an ex startled expression come over Dr. Edward calls face and he cranes his neck as though listening to something like something is being revealed to him audibly that you guys don't hear but uh, when he casts his gaze around the room at the rest of you there's sort of a startled look or suspicious look in his face in whose face? Dr. Dr. Call yes, oh okay sanity roll. And he does have a shotgun in his mm. hands now, too. I'm calling BS. He doesn't roll that low. What'd you do, <laughs> Travis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he hacked the game. Yep. I had to fix his character. He was doing too good. He'll still be all right, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he loses two sanity. Since he failed the roll, he will take an involuntary action. Let's see what he does. Jump in fright. So yeah, whatever he's hearing has startled him to such a degree that he uh, sort of jumps backwards out of his place on the pentagram. What a what a super high dex he has. <laughs> That's more like <laughs> Edward Call. Yeah. But he avoids uh, making a misstep in 
and mucking up the pentagram this time. Kind of jumps back here by the window. Which brings us around to Mr. Whitmire, who I believe is still fully focused in the chanting. He has not yet lost his attention. Uh, you are dimly aware of that Mr. Monroe has fled the cabin and that you can smell the burning hair from a bear that is on fire and shot to pieces. So what are you going to do? Some men just aren't meant to meddle with the supernatural <laughs> or gods. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will continue. All right. Power roll, please. Hard success. How much Very MP nice. you got left? Six. Nice. <laughs> so deduct well, one more. Five now. One goes into the magic invested, bringing you up to 44. And then that brings us to the good Dr. Andrews, who had just disposed of a raccoon out the back door of the cabin. And before you stands a bear on fire. What do you do? Okay, now I cannot remember if... If Chris had just asked about it, or if Glover had, in fact, slid the shotgun over, my shotgun back to me. He had been wanting to do that, and I said, yeah, you can do that and worry about the incense if you can succeed on a dex roll. And I said that if he failed the dex roll, you would only be able to slide the shotgun over, so he decided to go with just the incense. Does yeah. that sound right to you, Chris? Yeah, I think we were down to one turn left on it. So yeah, it had to go. So you don't have the gun. Okay. So is there any um, any any way to lo lock this door so nothing comes back in? Yeah, yeah. You can definitely close it and and throw the. Well, you'll have to barricade it because it was busted open by the bear in the first place. It was um, so that mechanism doesn't fit, uh, uh, work correctly anymore. Okay, so is there like, because I'm next to the fireplace, is there like a stack of logs that I could like wedge one underneath the handle? Yeah, or, give me... Or, or wedge even like uh, under the door itself or something? No, never mind, you don't need a luck roll because I assume you guys had gathered some wood to keep that fire going, so yes, there is. All right, so that's what I'll do. Okay. I'll focus on getting that door barricaded. What Dr. Andrews doesn't realize is that this bear is a uh, former Marine Corps <laughs> uh, force reconnaissance captain turned bodyguard, if you guys know the reference. It's the bear that uh, fought for Poland in World War II. <laughs> oh, no, that's even worse. <laughs> yes, a national treasure who now is engulfed in flame. You see the decayed eyes bubbling and leaking down onto the snout, and mostly its back is on fire, but it's it's been shot quite a bit and you know it had that internally detached arm from one of Glover's rounds and it's kind of wriggling about like trying to get up on its feet but it's it's you know been shot quite a bit so it can't mm -hmm. and it just sits there and burns and that one arm that's internally detached is flapping back and forth wildly and that's what it does for its turn in an attempt to get at you Dr. Andrews which brings us to Detective Glover all right I'll slide or toss whichever you think is the safer one, Travis. That shotgun back over to Andrews. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, that shouldn't be too much of a problem, but let's just have you roll out your decks. We're just checking for a fumble. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Extreme. It's like 
it's like it was always by his feet. All right. And then if I can, <laughs> I'll move over to the door, I'll try to wrangle Lance. Yeah, so you can move. I think your movement is six, so you can move six squares or six yards uh, up to him. All right, let me think. That should get you right by him. What is the ruler in this? I guess I don't have it. Oh, great. Cues the hotkey if you got advanced hotkeys on. There's a detective grabbing me. (laughs) And next round, I am Jimmy Whitmire, who doesn't know this detective. (laughs) No, he's seen him before (laughs) in his last time that Jimmy Whitmire came out. All right. He just doesn't yeah, know his the, relationship. Yeah. Yeah, the detective was fighting some dude last time he saw him. There you go. I avoid going through the pentagram as well. Okay. All right, Glover. So you hear like a, a that's a ding of metal as something's clambering up that pipe connected to the stove that goes outside. Mm. And uh, one of those raccoons runs around the corner there, but <laughs> that's really all it can do for its turn. Brings us to Lance, who, yes, is the persona that comes to the fore is none other than Jimmy Whitmire, who last you remember in this version of Jimmy Whitmire was in a nice uh, hotel suite or a condo in the midst of... <laughs> I'm pretty sure you had taken a bite out of somebody. Uh, there was a battle going on. You saw Augustus Larkin apparently dead, lying on the floor. But from what you see as you glance around, you see that one of the guys from that suite is coming up to you, it seems with intent to get a hold of you or at least talk to you. But beyond that, most startling to you, you see yourself in the dim greenish light from the sensor. Uh, what does the Jimmy Whitmire persona do? <laughs> You'd also see his car completely destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> out in the yard. Yeah, it might be operational still, but it is pretty banged up. Jimmy? No, I thought you were going to try and predict what I was doing. <laughs> no, no this is you. So, let's see. I'm outside. As I have not turned around, though, right, to see what I was fleeing from. Well, I kind of am, like, when you first come to consciousness in Monroe there, you're, like, you're looking around and taking in, in all the obvious things. So, that's the description I gave you. So, you did okay. see... You, you saw yourself standing in there in some sort of trance state. You don't know what you're doing. You can see that you're speaking. And also this person that you saw in a suite the last time this persona was at the front is coming up to you. What would you say your intent was, Glover, as you're right next to him? Like, how? To, what would he get a read on? I'm probably not angry, maybe like scared, worried, trying to keep it suppressed type thing. All right. I don't know. It's one of those where... I'm not too sure, like, I'd like to think Jack would probably go try out to save Monroe outside the this room, but he also might be superstitious enough and scared enough to, you know, if he sees anything weird, just figure Monroe's gone. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, yeah, that's what you got, Jimmy. Hmm. I, I think that, uh, think that, that seeing yourself... As uh, I I don't think that I I've re- recognized that I'm I'm not actually in my body yet, mm-hmm. right? As uh, right. for some reason I was wearing Monroe's clothes at one point, and then I was I was being chased by Doctor Andrews, and and now they've got a body double of me. <laughs> do do I have a shotgun in my hand? No, Doctor Call took it from you when okay. I was uh. <laughs> no shotgun, mm-hmm. Monroe. No. Yeah. Well. 
I, I do know that I normally keep some firearms in my trunk. So, okay. as uh, I am going to run over to the car and uh, and uh, try to access the trunk. Yeah, you should be able to run over to it and get it open in this turn. And because uh, I imagine it's just some sort of lever that opens the trunk in this era. <laughs> so what do you keep the in there? Jen hasn't ripped it open. Well, normally I have uh, yeah some various uh, various implements uh, just to make it look like a normal trunk, right? Right. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, like dynamite. Well, but I also have some uh, some hidden compartments for the various smuggling duties, and in one of those is typically a uh my 38 all right so we know your 38's not going to be in there because yes. of previous things so uh you give me a luck roll that something is in there one of his other firearms maybe i think he had a shotgun too has uh failed on that one all or right can i push it i don't know can you push a luck roll let me investigate that real quick oh man well if you fail jimmy whitmire the current Jimmy Whitmire has uh, booby trapped the trunk <laughs> in his insanity-driven uh, fugue, fugue state. No, you you may not push a uh, lock roll. Uh, okay, <laughs> would have been fun though. Maybe yeah. we should do. What do you guys think? Hmm? I said maybe we I should think do. If what you, do you all think? If you're gonna I'm allow sure. allow a push on a luck, then it's got to be. There's got to be a pretty good downside to it. Well, so, the downside is I booby trapped the trunk in my in insanity or, uh, or actually phase. Sorry, forget I said that. I forgot. I'm a player. If you're gonna allow a push <laughs> on a luck, there really shouldn't be any consequence yeah. if you fail. Isn't the consequence <laughs> rolling and failing <laughs> emotional damage? Yeah, I mean the failure is enough of a you know. Although who's then we've got higher? A, What's yours, Lance? Oh, it's taken a hit recently. Let me. Because I would say if we're going to push it, we should use the highest of the two. 48. Okay, so that would still be mine. So I'm okay with it, as everybody else in favor of the push, on the assumption that you have booby-trapped it in some way. I'm always fine I'm okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Mr. Monroe? What's your your skin on the line? You know, I expected that Lance was dead the second he ran out the door, because the gin's (laughs) going to pop my heart next round anyway, most likely. Guess that's a go for it. All right. (laughs) Here comes the push. Oh, Oh, man. How does Jimmy booby trap his stuff? Well, I think he does still have some dynamite. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean that blows up your hole. <laughs> he but he was he wasn't so what he do that insane. <laughs> yeah, because I think I was indefinitely insane or uh, temporarily insane for almost two days leading up to this. Oh goodness! And depending on what you might be smuggling, you might want to destroy everything in the car and around the car. Not so much yeah. you in the car. <laughs> uh. So that's what we're going with is dynamite? Yeah, it could be that. It could be a rigged sawed-off, too. Yeah. Those, you can go with the, the shotgun yeah. route. We could let Justin's luck determine that. Yeah. <laughs> what right, do you want, yeah, Justin? Justin? Roll your luck to see. You either get dynamite, whatever you favor, if you pass, that's what you get. As, or 
if he if he gets an extreme success, maybe he can get where it just seals the trunk completely, like bust the lock. <laughs> oh crap! Oh, he got an extreme success, almost critical. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Can I buy the critical? No, uh, you can't buy roll. the effects of oh, no. critical. I mean, you could buy it down to one if for some reason you needed, like yeah. if you were trying to face off against somebody who got an extreme, you just don't get the critical benefit. But you did get a, an extreme success. So which, do you like shotgun or dynamite? Since it's extreme, could it be that it's a shotgun, but it misses? <laughs> I'm going to give you some more opportunities here, though, uh, right. before it goes off. So, so yeah, you let's give Monroe a chance to come to the front. So make a power roll for me and roll yours off there as well, Whitmire. A success. Okay, the higher skill wins the contest in that case, Monroe. So, you know, as I had described the first time this happened, you get kind of trapped in this dreamlike state where you're in the pyramid with father so you've been dealing with that you know looking out through the crack in the exterior wall along with the other personas that are in there and you've seen that it's become more populated or at least some of the you're now aware of who the other personas are because they're all there but mm -hmm. um you're trying to find your way out of this situation and and it was kind of like the last time where you pushed through the wall and you broke out which was kind which is like the analogy for you clambering back in control of your own body at this moment. But the trap, like you see it's it's triggered. You have a split second to avoid the shotgun or blast with a dodge roll. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Not with that attitude. <laughs> not, not with that skill. Yeah, just a little bit of luck. It's always the forgotten one. You got enough luck for that? Uh, no, I do not have 65, or what is it, 55 luck. Okay. Can we donate? <laughs> yeah, i donate some of my luck for that. Oh. Nah, it's okay. Your it, luck I is your it's own. It's probably time for Lance to die. Oh, no. don't no, say no. <laughs> push it. I don't like that. Lance is a good character. Well, he might survive push not pushing it, right? But if he does push yeah. it, it's just going to make it worse. <laughs> he, if he most fails likely it. won't. <laughs> okay. Let me in your character sheet here. It's just lead pellets, Justin. Just beat it up. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to Lance say... Lance doesn't beat up anything. As part of the extreme success, the type of shotgun is one that's rigged up to deter mm. a little bit. So we'll use uh, Dr. Edward Call's shotgun. So it goes off it's into Firing you. for effect more than anything. Just loaded with the bird shot. Short range here. So, damage is 10. Uh, which kills me. Drops me to zero, at least. Uh, what's your full hit points? 12. 12. So, yes, it does drop you to zero, and because it's over half your hit points in one hit, it drops you into the dying state. So, unless aid okay. is administered, let's see where this hits you. Not in a leg. <laughs> it's in the day. <laughs> oh, no. In the left eye. So. <laughs> Jesus. Are we going with the eye and not the leg? Or are we going yeah, with the both? eye, because the, uh, the way it was rigged up, it wouldn't be able to get 
I mean, I guess it could go for the place. <laughs> it, it fell. That's part of the success, is, uh, or the success on the luck roll, is that lowered. it slipped its rigging, and it lowered down into the uh, the bed of the trunk, I don't know. and I like, then went through. I like the idea of Monroe having a horribly disfiguring Eye scar. Patch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Detective Glover, you can see this occur. You see him run away from you to the trunk of Whitmire's car, uh, and he opens it up digs around in there, you hear the shotgun uh, go off, and you see that side of his face just get chewed up. You know, the hair pl- fluffs up, and then he just drops, drops. unconscious yeah. to the ground behind it. So you know he is in need of some aid, if he is even alive. But also, that the upper half of that woman that was sawed in half by Brandon is crawling. You can tell, you can hear her crawling along the house towards the that southern door and she's saying why didn't you help me it's your christian duty (laughs) which brings us back to the top of the round monroe's almost out of his madness i think he's past the madness now (laughs) (laughs) now he's at peace (laughs) Uh, this is when the uh, black emperor takes over Mm. (laughs) all right dr call gets a hold of himself steps carefully back into the circle begins to chant again but he fails you guys want him to push it yep yeah i think he would play it safe in oh wait no we determined last time that he uh hasn't been stung yet yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah on the experience and that's right yeah push it (laughs) always push (laughs) good old dr call down to two magic points up to 45 and that's when it happens, Whitmire, the real Whitmire, who stands at one of these points on the pentagram as you feel something connect into place, like uh, like gears have been set perfectly and now they're turning. And you begin to see, uh, like, smoke start to come down from the ceiling, like where you know the attic to be. It's a wisp of oily smoke, and it curls down, twisting towards the center of the pentagram on the floor. And at the same time, all those reanimated dead, the bear that's on fire collapses, lifeless. Same with the raccoons that were coming around the corner of the house. They do the same thing. And the woman who was crying out all collapse. And it is your turn, Whitmire, and you begin to see somebody you recognize. And after a moment, you realize that you see Drew, who you know should be dead as you Uh killed him yourself but he's there in the center uh, looking at you with he had a pretty calm look there at the end despite all your rage you still have that image in your mind but that's the same look he has on you now but he is looking at you and even though you know he couldn't possibly be here you are compelled to believe that this is drew unless you can pass a psychology role for me Hmm. it's gonna be a tough one let me make one modification. I should say that you're not compelled to believe that it is Drew. Just the fact of his presence is acts as a distraction. You know, you d- it just leaves you in a sense of unreality. Being compelled to believe it's him is actually a state further down the line. But right now, you just you're not sure how he's here, and it's messing with your head. If you okay. want to push or not, or just stick with it. Uh, I mean, it's not uh, w- with the way that the <laughs> last couple days has gone. Is uh, I, I don't think it's that out of the ordinary for me to to see t- 
to see one of my best friends that I thought was dead murdered. Yeah. Come back to life in this uh in this instance. So yeah, this is I'm gonna let it slide. Okay. So basically with the gin appearing as Drew to you, if and when it comes time to make a power roll to overcome, you will be doing it at a penalty die. Just know that in case I forget it as I'm bound to. Okay. I often do. But yeah, so right now it's not saying anything. It's looking at you. It appears as Drew. I'll move on to the next person. Uh, is it is it in a state where I can uh, attempt to either guess, bind it or command it? Yeah, that's what we're going to be role-playing through right now. You can start to, you can issue it a command if you wish. What is your command? As, uh, is this a, uh, is a, I'm going to, so. Well, I'll, I'll help you uh, decide. Uh, so Drew speaks while you're trying to figure out what to do. He says, be not afraid. For we were created by your progenitors to aid humanity. I suppose it would be more in his Boston accent, you know. Speak now thy heart's desire and let us create the new covenant, if you are worthy. So that's what Drew says. Is this uh, out loud or is it like in my head? You have a difficult time determining that because you're still in that hyper-focused state. Okay. Uh, so everything that was going on around you has gotten actually too dim to even recognize what is going on. This is more for me than anything. I don't know if that would be the right one, but uh, I yeah, the way that the last two days has gone, seeing him pop up, is I'm gonna I'm gonna respond that you know I want the same thing that I wanted, yeah, you know, uh, earlier today or this morning, is when I put you down. Is uh, I want Malone gone. <laughs> And I want unlimited power. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's move on to another player. We'll hold you there for a moment. So, Dr. Andrews, you are off in the corner, not in the pentagram, yet your attention is drawn to the center, uh, not as sharply as Whitmire since you've been out of the circle for a moment. But you do see your departed wife appear in the center. And... You know, in Andrews' past, when you hear like a song maybe that you dance to, you'll get smacked with that grief or perhaps nostalgia all over again. And it's just like, you know, when she died from the Spanish flu, just as powerful or so you thought. But actually seeing her again is far more powerful than even those moments of grief were. However, you are more aware of what else is going on and you've heard a shotgun blast going on outside and you, you guys needn't speak in turn, like if Glover wanted to start shouting for help earlier than that, he might be doing that. Is that something you would do, Glover? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it, there would have been a, Monroe just got shot <laughs> right before I go yeah. out the door. <laughs> so that would be the choice for you, Andrews, is yeah. do you ignore... So when I... Oh, you can give me a psychology roll, too, to overcome uh, that vision. Um, when I... So when I look, I might have an advantage here. When I look at my wife, do I see the strands of whatever? Oh, that's a good point. Around her? No, you don't. Uh, you see strands, but unlike any that you have seen on a, a living human, the, the strands that come yeah. off your wife look more angular, and there's many of them, and some of them end just in points, and it's this whole like labyrinth 
array of them that come off from your wife and then go up to the the heavens. Mm -hmm. So that does throw you, you know, that doesn't look like any human you've seen. Okay. So yeah, that so you would get a bonus on the, the psychology to overcome that if you wish, or you can ignore it entirely and, and see what Glover is yelling about. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, uh, you know, when I see the strands and they're different, like I already know that the, the djinn and other spirits are going to try and play tricks. Yeah. And so, it's not the first you know, it's, time that somebody's laid the temptation or the temptation of seeing your wife again in some capacity has been before. Right. You, so, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, um, yeah, I'll ignore her and I'll dart outside as fast as my legs can take me to see what's going on with Lance. Yeah. With a sprint, you can make it all the way out there. You know, you make it up to Glover. He points you the right way to the car and you make it around to the back of the car where you, see that Monroe has suffered a head injury and is in need of medical attention. However, you won't be able to administer it this round okay. due to the distance traveled. Yeah. Which brings us around to Jack. Now, Jack, you were never involved with the chanting, so you actually don't see anything occurring in the center of the pentagram. Awesome. Everything is as it was before, except that the reanimated corpses seem to have stopped moving. All right. So what would you like to do? Uh, I'll run, I'll sprint too, I guess, over to Lance's downed form. And okay. I'll wait to see if like Andrews wants me to pick him up and carry him inside or if we're going to be doing this here and I'll try to aid him. Okay. All right. First up for Monroe, when you're in the dying state, you must, I believe, make a successful constitution roll <laughs> else you die. Yeah. He was destined to die. Luck? Can he push? Can you use it? I don't have 52 luck. You can push or you can use luck. I don't know what... The push, the downside of the push, well, you are a body there. (laughs) Yeah. And you have Mm -hmm. a powerful persona in your head. So I suppose there is a heroic sacrifice you could make. You could not push and let Monroe come to an end. You could push, potentially fail, and... You know, as your consciousness is fading, you are plunged back into beneath the pyramid with Father, where you see the Black Pharaoh vying for control, trying to escape, trying to claw his way into the last dim consciousness that Monroe has and assume control of his body. So, I guess the phrase is always push, right? Mm -hmm. Come on. (laughs) Ah. Black Pharaoh coming out. So yeah, Lance Monroe is dead. His body is going to be inhabited by an ancient Egyptian dark pharaoh. Oh man. Okay. I'm sad. So yeah, for you for you guys administering to him, his eyes, which were closed, snap open, but now the uh, the iris and the pupil, the color, the white's all gone. It's just pure black. And at this moment, he's just looking at you, not yet able to act. All right, so you guys hear Dr call shouting from inside that you know he he exclaims and he's like damn you damn you for assuming her visage i I bind you back to the stone back to the stone is what he's shouting out you guys even hear it outside uh, his voice booming out there so we have our commands in one to bind one for unlimited power and to take control of malone's operations was that correct whitmire yes All right, so now you must 
make your power roll against the Jin's power. That's an NPC, so it's static. He has fairly high power. And normally, if you're aligned with the other chanters in here, you guys chip away at his power, make it a little bit more easy to overcome. But this is a one-on-one wish from the genie, so it's just you need to pass an extreme power roll and you have that penalty die on it to get your wish. Can I use luck or um, anything else in this? You can use luck and you can push the roll, one or the other, depending on the outcome. Mm. Oof. What would it be? Uh, What is your extreme... That'd be 17? Yeah, I think so. Yep, you'd have to... Or you can push. You would need to spend 65 luck. Yeah, I only have 52. Or you can let it stand. Are they going to get multiple rolls, yeah. or is this the, the one? This is the one, and then... But I want you guys to remember, you're now at the stage. As soon as it got to the center of the circle, you are now at the stage where if you walk away, then the thing is bound to the house for the length of your lives is, uh, again this one is more for me yeah, i'm gonna push it okay see that 17 <sighs> man nope is <laughs> <laughs> that penalty die man yeah <laughs> what'd you roll let's so, see did you even have one of them come up let's see it's a nine one was reading that one looks like a nine and a two would have been real close dang yeah then a nine and a one. So yeah, if it wasn't for that penalty, that second one, you would have got it. But so the guise of Drew drops from this figure in the center. And instead, before before you is revealed a much larger figure. It's the djinn revealed in truth. It's a visage that usually only his victims see at the moment of their death. And one that Detective Jack Glover avoided when he criticaled out of <laughs> the attack in the attic. And it's a grotesque humanoid figure, tall and gaunt, with a proboscis-like protrusion beneath a cluster of two human eyes. From its elongated head sprout two networks of nerves like the wings of a bat, but without the leathery membrane to connect it. And in the negative spaces of those nerves crackle momentary flashes like static electricity. And... At the extremities of the wings, there's yet even more eyes at the tips, and he's flapping them in a gentle motion. (laughs) And he says, um, you are not worthy for our covenant. And that's worth a sanity rule. Success. Well, you lose one point. Surprising. And since you're Uh definitely insane, you go insane. Sorry, guys. Dude, no, you might be in more danger. You might attack the djinn. Because you're a rage monster when you're insane. Yeah, yeah. so uh, you go insane, your rage monster will last just a couple of rounds, but you are enraged that it would deny your request. What do you want to do based off that? What uh, what weapons did I have in There's hand There's a Colt 1911 right up uh, north of you. Oh. I say you had yours as well, didn't you? Yeah, I thought I had mine too. So yeah, there's... Uh, I'll start with that, just pull that out, and um, start walking into the circle, firing at it. Okay. Uh, yelling that it, it can't deny me. All right, go ahead and uh, fire off your shots. Ooh, nice hit. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many did you want to take? You can do up to three, then they're all at penalty, so you'd have to roll a penalty on that one. Or wait, you're, yeah. you're in 
point blank range. So just regular rolls. So that extreme success would stand. Gotten better. Yeah. Not that much better. <laughs> nope. <laughs> just one really good shot at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you aim for like that cluster of eyes and you can see that it can be wounded and you destroy a few of those eyes as your bullet passes through and the wings uh, sort of rattle as a response for lack of a better word, but we'll hold you there for a moment now and we will see how Dr. Call does facing the genie. Commanded it back to the stone, relying on his constitution, or no, he has the switch over to power at the extreme level. Not good odds. Two. 81 versus 11. Do you guys want him to push it? I imagine it's getting pretty desperate now. (laughs) All right. Oh, come on, Carl. Too bad that wasn't his first one. He (laughs) could have lucked into that one. So... In his case, he gives in to the visage of his wife, much like Dr. Andrews showing his departed wife to him, and he sees Whitmire trying to cause destruction to her, and he crosses the protective threshold to try to get the gun out of Whitmire's hands. That will be his action. So, Whitmire, Dr. Call's coming at you. He's going to try to grab that gun. You want to just dodge out of the way, or you can fight back. You can't shoot back, but you could, you know, kick him or or pistol whip him, or get him in a headlock, whatever you're looking to I'll do. I'll try to dodge success. Oops, I still got his extreme on. Yeah, so you just, you know, he, he's panicked and clumsy. He doesn't get a hold of you. You just step out of the way. All right, Dr. Andrews, Mr. Monroe's eyes have gone pitch black. You, without needing to make a roll, have a feeling that something bad has occurred. His one remaining eye. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, you hear pure chaos in the house behind you now. Okay, so looking at at uh, Lance, um, am I seeing any animation? Like, is he breathing? No, is he doesn't seem to be breathing normally, but he's definitely his face is expressing. You know, this there's an imperious cast to his, uh, even more imperious than he got at the height of his. Archaeological okay. explanations. <laughs> yeah. So, do I recognize that it's a different persona yeah, now? Yeah, almost certainly. Okay. All right. So, I'll just, um, you know, one problem at a time. I'll just, because uh, I have no idea which one it is, so uh, I'll just yell to... Do I recognize do faintly, the persona? Go ahead. Yeah, you think so. Yeah. I'll tr- I'll shout out in warning. <laughs> oh, man. Because he put the whammy on you, right? Yeah. Um, Made you fight that guy. Oh, you no. know, something weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got any ideas what I... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to shout out a warning to, to Andrews. Be like, oh, no, not when this one comes forward. We need to get out of here. <laughs> he had... This is the thing that had me beat to death. Uh, oh, dang, what was his name? Uh, Merriweather. Merriweather's Trent. kid. <laughs> yeah, Andrews, you also do yeah. hear faintly from in the cabin your wife calling to you. Okay. Yeah, I don't need to be told twice, so I'll uh, I'll dart back into that cabin then one problem at a time. Yeah, when you get in there, you see Dr. Call and uh, Whitmire are locked in some sort of struggle. Or you see Dr. Call trying to get the gun away from Whitmire, who has stepped out of the way. But again, the sprint into the cabin would take up your turn. On to you, Mr. Glover. I think Andrew's got the right of it. <laughs> We're, I mean, that, that place is warded. Maybe it will work. So, yeah, I'll sprint back into the front door and slam it shut. Okay. All right, Lance. 
you are the black pharaoh. You have lived for longer than any man should. You have gained power both material and beyond material more than most men have. And you are angry that something is suppressing your consciousness from time to time, but you are firmly in control. You feel the life force of the person you had battled with is gone, and now you have this husk at your command. Uh, you only speak Egyptian, and you have access to powers far and wide. The, the one you know the best is the one that Monroe knew, but they you can feel that they will come back in time. What okay. would you like him to do? Does he sense what's going on? Like, sense the presence of a djinn or yeah, anything like, like that? It, as you gather the situation and you see the color of the incense in there and a few other things that hint you into a ritual that you yourself have done before and mm -hmm. one that you sought to do again, but you were barred by the these beings themselves as only one covenant could be made per being. So, you, you know, you lost access for the, to that. But perhaps yeah. this is a chance. Perhaps this is a loophole since you are not, yeah. you know, in the body that you know, evidently. Maybe the he's gonna, recognize it as such. He's going to stand up and head back inside to uh, reclaim his place as, you know, Lord of the world by okay. taking control of this djinn and destroying anyone that opposes him. So you can get up to the door, but Glover has closed it and he's putting his body against it. Uh, the, the, it would take your action to move that far up to the door. Well, I suppose you were about the same as Glover. So you can get in there, you can get up to the door and you could attempt to try to open it once, which is just a strength contest between the two of you. And that is Monroe's strength. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not, not, uh, not much, but yeah. <laughs> Could I use size? Yeah. Size Extreme. Nice. Ah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, some unnatural power flows, courses through his veins and manipulates his muscles. And he pushes that door enough to start getting in there, but we'll hold him there for now. So with, Moving from your protective location, the djinn now has open access to Mr. Whitmire and Dr. Call. So, Whitmire, if you'll give me a luck roll. Fail. All right. So the djinn, this network-like set of wings coming from its head, uh, come down around you, right, as it strides towards you, and it's that proboscis-like mouth is piercing towards the center of you. What do you want to do? against that you want to try to fight it or just dodge out of the way i will attempt a dodge and we will see what happens okay success Ooh, got lucky yeah so um you you move out of its attempt to encase you in those wing like structures and pierce your chest to extract your heart this time dr call says you keep your filthy hands off her <laughs> and he goes to Snake an arm around your neck. Uh, you do have a penalty to dodge or fight back against this one. What's your play? I will attempt the dodge again. Am I able to you to buy the success? Yes, with luck. Does it? Uh, does the excess success? Yep, you win on uh, a tie enough. if you okay. dodge. Yeah, fifteen. Okay, so yeah, you he he almost had you there for a sec, but you just slipped out of it at the last second. And it does bring us to your action, Whitmire. Still enraged. So, yep. As a shout out that you... Uh, I don't even know what uh, 
what a good slang would be for that. <laughs> as, biscuit uh, boxer. Yeah, as, I mean, essentially, as you, you know, the, as uh, lowly insects think that you can pull one over on an old Jimmy Whitmire, you, as I uh, knew you, you were both in this uh, with each other from the beginning, and uh, uh, plug uh, two at the gin and one at uh, Cole. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll them out. We'll just do the one at whichever your second target is. We'll have a penalty on it. Whether that's call or the gin. So that's the gin would have two first. Okay. Ah, and then the one at call missed. Is this your uh, 38 or 32? Uh, no, this is the 1911 that I had. This is my 38. I is still up in oh, yeah, New York. Yeah. Okay, so you know you got one shot left after that. Again, you do see that there is some sort of effect. You're, you know, there's a, a kind of blood that pours from these wounds as you fire into the gin, but it's not clear whether it's slowing it down or not. Now, Dr. Andrews, you've come back into the situation. You're looking at the struggle continue, and the visage of your wife still compels you to speak thy heart's desire, if you wish. I'd be, like, over here, right? You're, like, right in the door. Yep. Okay. I guess right here, I suppose. All right, so then uh, what do I do? So it's if you wish to rejoin the ceremony, then you take your spot at one of the points on the star and you issue the command. You had heard Dr. Call from the outside commanding the thing to return to stone for all time was the command that Dr. Call made. The one that Whitmire issued was was too quiet and through like gritted teeth for you guys to hear it. Yeah, so I don't know, where's the, right here or something? Yeah, it doesn't. You can. You don't really even have to move your token. You can just say you take. It doesn't even have to be the same spot. Just one of the protective points of the star. Yeah, and then I'll issue the command to you know. Did you want to attempt with a psychology roll to overcome your wife and the visage of your wife and lose the penalty die to the doubt? Yes. That's, okay. Yeah. Go ahead and roll out psychology. Do I get a bonus? Yes, because of the lines. Yeah. You ain't my wife. <laughs> She's got regular lines, or she would. Ah, what a ridiculous joke! Did that? Did that do yeah, the bonus? Yeah, did the bonus. Did you want to let it stand, or, or attempt to push it, or I don't know if you have the luck for it. The forty-two luck. Yeah, yeah, I'll let it stand. I don't have the luck for it. Okay, so when you issue the command, you will just roll it pen penalty. However, what is your command? Yeah. So what was the command call had given it to to return to stone for all time yeah that works okay so since dr call has also made that command and he took part in vested magic in the ceremony it makes it more compulsory to the djinn and makes it a little easier for you to overcome the djinn let me do a quick calculation here call has a power of 55 so you need to roll a power with a penalty die, and achieve a regular success. So number of dice is just one? It's uh, two if you're adding a penalty to it. Oh, I see. I didn't do that with my bonus. Okay. Did you want to check your bonus roll real quick? Well, you got it. So I got a success. Okay. You have success. <laughs> all right, so... So return to the stone for all time. All right, so the, your, the visage of your wife departs. And all that is less left is the oily wisp of s smoke that marks 
the djinn's presence there in the center, but you do hear a voice issue from it. Very well, we shall abide in stone until the time of our great union. And the smoke is sucked into that chunk of amber, wherever Monroe had placed it on the table, maybe. And all goes quiet. Except for the thing banging Except at for the door. <laughs> the black pharaoh at the door, and Whitmire has another round of murderous madness left. But that brings us over to you, Glover. Because I thought that was, uh, I had two, right? Right, yeah, you you played out. The oh, that was your I second had... one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you're out of that bout of madness. Which, by the way, uh, your bout of madness that you've been having has given you a point of Call of Cthulhu. Uh, nice. What do they call mythos? it? The mythos. The mythos. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> there we go. I don't know why I was losing. But yeah, Glover, uh, this figure on the other side of the door has got the better of you, and he's he's basically in the room now. He just hasn't acted yet. What yeah. do you do from that point? I'm going to try to get everyone out of here. I don't know what Monroe is, but uh, it's coming in, and you guys need to get out of here. <laughs> and I guess I'll try to yeah, I'll add- go for it. My two cents to that, too. We'll see. Something's taken over his body. Uh, and I guess I'll try to just delay him from entering through this door as much as possible. Okay, what do you want to do? Try to push him back out? Yeah, I'll try to size him, okay. if that's okay. Uh, at this stage, yes. Yeah, that should be cool. And you can do your your strength to oppose that, Mr. Monroe. Okay. Can I use size instead? Yep. Goes to Glover on that tie for the higher skill. And yeah, he muscles you back out the door, uses his, you know, weight to get it back closed. So you're you're standing outside that door. However, it does come around to your turn. And you know that the way the power that you have access to works is they only need to hear your spoken word. You don't really have to see them, right? And you also know from using it before that part of the deeper understanding of this power is that you can do it on as many people as you know, are within hearing range. So you can begin to do that if you wish, just as a heads up. But it's your turn. Yeah. Dark Pharaoh. Yeah. He can do it as, to as many people as he wants on one round. Yeah. So, yeah, having kind of seen the djinn get sucked in as I was fighting with Glover for the door, I'll uh, try and do a whammy on all of the people in the room. Okay. It does take, uh, I think, two rounds. Is that right on that spell? Um, I think it depended on the... Uh, three rounds. But again, the deeper understanding does shorten that to um, only the one full round. <laughs> I think is how we did it last time when uh, Chris was playing the Dark Pharaoh. So yeah, full... Yeah, he'll, he'll spend the full round doing the whammy on him. All right, what are you, what are you telling him? Bring me the stone with the gin. Okay, I believe that is an opposed power roll. And that uses his power, right? Not mine. Yeah, <laughs> Jim's mine, Black Pharaoh. <laughs> but we'll go. We'll give you. Uh, we'll make it kind of an NPC thing, and so basically, these guys just have an extreme chance. They they all would have to overcome an extreme power. Ooh. <laughs> I need a power roll. Yeah, you have to succeed at the extreme level. Uh, just a couple. What that makes that. success? Yeah. Yeah. What would I need to spend? Uh, what do you need? Fifth. Five. 65 luck, yeah. So I need to bring it down to 12? Yeah. Mm. I'll do it. I'll spend five luck. All right. Okay, so... Oh, yeah. Forgot he's here. He'll surely succeed. 
Jeez. <laughs> yeah, his too. <laughs> All right, Holy so cow. Mine. Does this create says, a uh, psychic feedback? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, S -s something alien is trying to press into my mind. Do not listen to those words. He shouts out to everybody. And uh, he actually runs at the door to to uh, help Glover, not realizing that Glover's... He's a good man. Got the whammy on him. Yeah. To try to keep it closed. No one go out there. Jeez, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't do yeah, it. It's true. Dr. Call. All right. Jin is taken care of. Well done. Dr. Call presses his body against the door, making it much more difficult for it to physically be open. Uh, Whitmire, you were given a command, but you shook it off. Perhaps your underlying insanity and your own self-interest cape you know, kept you from doing anybody else's bidding, but it is your action. Well, as as I said, the uh the gin is mine. So mm. I'll I'll pocket that stone and uh start to make my way to the back door. Okay. As fast as I can. Yeah, getting the stone you can get well, I don't know how you can move, but you can get into the other room there, pretty much. Okay. Doctor Andrews. Um so I, I recognize there was some force trying to exert influence over us, right? No, you and then guys. Call don't. said he said that though. That was part of his critical success because ordinarily you don't really feel it as an outside thing. You might puzzle That's it right. together later, but uh, okay, yeah, like, but uh, yeah, he says that it was. Yeah, okay, because like uh, okay. when I was had the whammy put on Glover, it was like uh, the most naturally correct thing to do was to beat uh, Meriwether's kid. To death, yeah, so. Yeah, because the okay. way the spell works is basically they get an imprint of your mind and your experience to such a degree that, like, they know deterministically what you would do and what they might say or or what opportunities they might present to get you to make that decision on your own, even though it might be pretty crazy. So that's the basic idea. And, and that's also why it creates the imprint, or it was creating the imprint in Monroe's mind, because he knew their mind so well from the effect of that spell. But go ahead, Dr. Andrew. Uh, so yeah, I'll, um, so now the gin's gone and I'll say, um, Monroe is gone. Some dark force has taken him. Open the door and then I'll raise my shotgun at the door. Get ready to shoot him when he comes in. I mean, uh, unless somebody sees a better choice. You know? No, I'm just, uh, I think other than that, getting the heck out of here is, uh, yeah, you can the see the other thing. Whitmire's already in the process of that af after having scooped up that chunk of amber. Okay, so you ready yourself to fire when they open that door. Of course, Jack Glover has other ideas. Yeah, I like to think that because the Dark Pharaoh's already commanded me, it's like uh, uh, it's the, easier to do. It's like a nice <laughs> pair of boots. Yeah, so I'm we'll going to put that stone as top priority, so I'll move over to there. Where is it? S? There we go. And I will put, I'll shoot three times at Whitmire. Okay. Is that acceptable yeah, in your head, Travis, or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, I mean, you, you probably would already, I, you did get a little chummy with Whitmire, but that all the better allowed you to know that maybe at the end of the day, he was always looking out for his own interests. So he's got that stone in his pocket. He's trying to get out of here. Well, yeah, I was uh, talking. If he gets out of here, you're. Okay, yeah, I was talking like from the point of like how eager am I to serve? Right. Would it yeah. be something I would put rounds in an innocent man over, or 
<laughs> Glover, for sure. <laughs> oh, <no>. uh, okay. <laughs> All right, so three rounds, point blank. Yeah. All right. Now, yeah. hold on just a sec here. Um, no, you can go and roll Ooh, them out. Jesus. Uh, it's a little unrealistic in my estimation, but it is a rule <laughs> that if you're being fired upon, uh, sacrificing your next turn, you may make a dodge roll, and if you succeed, then... A penalty die is applied to his rolls, which you're going to need that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> I thought I was going to die during the gym. Well, I thought I was going to die in New York, but, or I guess uh, Boston, but I've made it this far. Let's see if I can slip out of it again. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Uh, Don't worry, Jimmy. Can I buy We it? all knew this was how it was going to be. <laughs> yes, you can spend luck. I don't know if that'll get you out of the fire, because he's just going to add a penalty to each one. I mean, you're probably still going to get hit, odds are, but, uh, I mean, what other choice do you have? Because yeah. the amount of damage coming at you was going to instantly kill you. All right. Then I'll right. spend, what, 32 luck? So re-roll. 21. Yeah, you know, it has that bonus penalty under each one. You can hit oh. one of those. and All right. Just add one this it, time? Yeah. Okay. But just do it three times for each of the rolls. There's an eight. That's the a miss. First one turns into a miss. That's a three. That's second one. It's a... Turns into a regular. Do you want me to reroll damage? Or no, no we'll it's keep got it. The okay. damage on that. It has both the extreme and regular. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, second one would have been hard. What is that? And third one is a success. That becomes a. Or it's like no, I get the lower. Well, of the it's, two. The, yeah. it's the penalty. Oh. So you keep the thirty-eight. So it's so you take four damage. Initially, Whitmire, you want to do a hit location on that one, Glover? No, it's it's gonna kill me on the other one. It'll put you to one. dying, like. Uh, well, no, I only have twelve hit points, so that one that does twelve is gonna yeah, is you, gonna kill, right? Well, the four deals four damage. It doesn't wound you. That's like a wing shot. the The other one does twelve, which is enough to wound you. But <laughs> since it's not more than your actual hit points, it uh. It just drops you to dying, so it's basically a, a critical blow. There's no below zero or anything like that. It's more about oh, okay. your wound state and how much damage is dealt to you. Is that the so hand yeah, that, that first was one... holding the uh, ember? <laughs> yeah, blows off the pinky or something like that. And then the second hit location for the second shot. Clever, this oh, you want that... both? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really. Do you want me to roll again, or does it just <laughs> go up into the arm? Yeah, roll that one again. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. That's yeah. more of a dying wound. Yeah, and since he was running away from you, you know, I guess that's where the exit wound is. It is well, chest. the uh, the hit to the right hand kind of turned me, and yeah. then uh, just right into the chest. But it does drop you to dying. Also, I'm out of rounds in my Can cult, I so call him a, a oh, never a mind, dirty copper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always knew you were on the take. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that all makes right. sense because I did say to him that uh, we all knew this was how it would end, Jimmy. <laughs> yep, and that you shot the you shot his hand, so the the chunk of amber you know is rolling along the floor now. But it brings us to the dark pharaoh who has been pressed out of that door. But you know your command has some effect. You feel an awareness of a furthering awareness of the person known as Glover in your mind but the other ones okay. resisted it maddeningly. It uh, kind of puts you into an imperious rage, but currently the door did, is uh, closed. 
did Call's um, critis- critical success inoculate him against me? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, yeah, I'll uh, once again shout out in there. You may be strong, but you will all serve me. Force reality to Bring buckle. me the stone and I'll impress it again on the people that weren't weren't affected last time. So, I don't know Andrews. if it will count for Whitmire, but on Andrews. And I guess it would just kind of bounce off of Call. Yeah. So, that's another extreme power role you need to succeed at, Dr. Andrews. Things are going quite badly. I don't know. I, I think I might survive. <laughs> so another spend uh, eight, eight more luck. Eight more luck. Okay. So, well, wait. The fact. Okay. So we're at extreme. Okay. All right. Oh. Yeah. I'll spend the eight more luck. Yeah. So, in a full blown cosmic fury, you feel it slide off of you know the other people in there. Uh, you still have Glover, but that's your turn. Dark Pharaoh brings okay. us around to call who is completely panicked but is holding his body against the door and with his two white eyes he looks at you dr andrews finally feeling the bite of the mythos <laughs> he says run andrews i'll hold the door run whitmire give me a constitution roll so you would die nope but you can push if you like or use luck to live another round uh, consequences of push you die. Because I, mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it, Ooh, yeah. You reanimate as my slave after that last. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the command is so powerful that it, I like that. it even compels the corpse. Yeah, that sounds good. Extreme success. Oh. Whitmire's his own man. Yeah, he's right? too <laughs> selfish and greedy. And, and sometimes he's Monroe as well. But. <laughs> Dr. Andrews, it's as serious as serious gets. You've never seen the composure or the attitude that Dr. Call normally has broken to this degree. What do you do? Dude. All right. So um, Glover has turned on us and shot down Whitmire. So he might have been angling for this from the very beginning. Well, you have an idea because of Dr. Call's, you know, his warning. That's something Monroe might oh, be because doing something of, to him, right? You do have well, that idea. You just didn't feel it personally. So I also could did say earlier that this thing is it's not good. Yeah, is what made me beat Whitmire, or not Whitmire, uh, made me do that too. Uh, Merryweather to death. There's also now there's the slight inkling because Whitmire's dying breath was to accuse Glover of being on the take. Yeah, so I'll uh, bark it. Um, Edward to get out of the way and I'll have, you know, my shotgun still raised. Okay. I'll nope. move up closer so it's point as soon as he opens that door. He, he uh, you see you know, some resolve come over his face and he says, we'll hold the line then. And he casts the door open, revealing the dark pharaoh possessing Monroe's body, which allows you to take your shot. Any sand. Alright, yeah. Um, what is there a bonus for point blank? Yes, if you only take the one shot. At your option, Dark Pharaoh, you may roll Monroe's dodge to give him the same benefit <laughs> that Whitmire had. Although I would say maybe he wouldn't. Just from does the... he have any other abilities that he might call on instead? Let's roll Monroe's Cthulhu Mythos. See if something comes up. <laughs> oh. Jam. <laughs> Buckle reality. 
Oh, the stasis. Yeah, we'll let it sh- <laughs> Yeah, you know the stasis, where you can freeze somebody in time, basically. Uh, that does, it's fast, but not faster mm. than doing it when the door is open and you're being shot at. But you're basically like a corpse now, so it's not going to end, you know, your turn or your ability yeah. to do stuff. But uh, I'll see if I can find a, another fun spell, too. But, uh, yeah, so you get blasted. You want to roll hit location on that, Dr. Andrews? Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> that damn foot. It's always yeah. the extremities. <laughs> this hit location thing is It always awesome. likes left and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just, you know, you blow off that portion of Monroe's leg, and it, uh, get, give me a constitution roll, Monroe. Ooh, does he get bonus because <laughs> he's technically not, uh, living? <laughs> uh, it's, it's about, like, the, oh, the okay. physics of it, I guess. I'm, okay. Yeah, so it's just that you're suddenly not propped up anymore, and you go willing backwards and fall down that step, uh, prone. Uh, more indignity to somebody such as yourself. I've dealt with peasant uprisings <laughs> before. But that'll bring us over to Jack. You got the, the stone. I do? Just like you were angling for it. Or it's on the ground. You can pick okay. it up. Uh, can I pick it up and vacate this area the, as quick as possible? Like, out a window? Well, the, the command is to bring the stone to him. But yeah, yeah you could go through a window. That's what I'm going wish. to do. Yeah. I don't want to go through the door. It doesn't say I become stupid. Just I got to get to him as fast as possible right. with yeah. it. So yeah, I'm going to pick up yep. the ember and jump out the nearest window towards the pharaoh <laughs> okay so was it like yeah, maybe so that, this one or yeah that's fine you can do it in one turn pick it up and jump through the window uh into those bushes just outside all right now dark pharaoh uh one of your underlings is a good little worker so you needn't worry about the amber stone at the moment but something comes up from the four you have that stasis spell that you had recollected the time before but you also remember how to melt flesh yay (laughs) (laughs) so yeah basically you just um yeah he's indignant at this point so do you hold a cigarette lighter up to him and just wait (laughs) candle Mm. or a torch yeah so if you can see the person you can just begin melting their flesh it's just it's just a matter of time uh before it kills them it does a 1d for damage per 15 size points that they have, and then they just start melting. <laughs> it does so, 1d4, what? Per size So point. every 15 size points that they have, the more damage the spell, the more flesh you're able to melt, oh, right? Okay. So it does more overall damage. Um, okay. But yeah, you have two targets there. You're lying on your back. I mean, that doesn't impede you. All you have to do is point a finger at, at one of them, and there's a fat, fleshy jowled man and a much smaller man the the one who is wielding a strange weapon that dismembered your vehicle's foot so who's your target the one with the weapon okay what's your size dr andrews it's um 40 where is that yeah 40 okay is that 2d4 so that's uh 2d4 flesh melting damage if you want to roll that for me dark pharaoh is there any uh roll andrews gets to make nope yeah, so you, uh, what's your hit points? Eight? Yeah, seven right now. Five points of damage, uh, which in your case is enough to deal you a major wound. You want to roll hit location, Monroe, to see what is most melty? Yeah. going to be a left foot again. Yeah, right hand. Come on. 
Yeah, this time it'll be the face or something. The right hand. Right, right hand. He called it. <laughs> is that the the strange nope, that, hand? His, <laughs> his left hand was a strange nice. hand. Yeah. So, so him yeah, being you, a surgeon is done. You're uh so that's probably the hand that's in the like on the trigger on the stock there. At your gun. Yeah. Like your your left hand was propping the front part of it, but it, the back part of the gun just sort of slides out of your now melted down to the bone. Luck roll. Uh, it's going to hit the ground and discharge <laughs> one more time right into your face. Common failing of so, those shotguns. Of you the still era. got a hold of it, but yep. you're looking at your your hand. Luckily, you're immune to gross injury. <laughs> <laughs> so just curious, was that uh, a full round action or could I begin working my way over to uh, Detective Glover? Yeah, you can move. You you would just be crawling, okay. so I would I would say move half your um your base movement it, it, at max. Okay. If I'm under his thrall, does he have to recast the spell on me to issue a different command, or am I gonna do whatever he says? No, it's not. It's just that one command. Okay. So if he needs to get something else to you, then he'll have to to reissue it. But yeah, okay. So Lance crawls over there. Doctor Edward Call looks at you and what has occurred. And he says, dear God, we're all going to die. <laughs> Whitmire, constitution roll, please. That's usually what happens, Dr. Call, as we're lucky we made it this far. Yeah. Nice. Extreme success. Quick, use your Want nub to seal gin. the wound, Brandon. <laughs> scrape some flesh right, off uh, onto it. Dr. Andrews, the shock of sustaining a major wound can make you unconscious if you fail a constitution roll. No luck. Okay, now... Now we you can spend luck to make it a success or optionally you can pay luck per round that you want to remain uh conscious. Mm. So it'd be one ruck, luck in the first round, two in the second, four in the third, eight in the fourth, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I'll do that. Just spend the one. So what yeah. do you do? Um your target has gone out of sight. Did they go outside? Yeah. You'd see me yeah, out the window. Yeah, you can't see. Yeah, yeah you probably see Glover out the window if you went right up to the window. Uh, that you would have the perspective to look down on the dark pharaoh. Yeah, man. I guess I'll move there and try to shoot the dark pharaoh again. I guess it'd be easier if I just went outside, right? Oh, you can shoot from I'm right there. by the door. Yeah, stabilize it on the uh, window sill. Yeah, you do need a little bit of help. That's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, just fire off a shot. Give him a bonus die, though, for having uh, that stable firing base now. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, he's already got the one from the the range. I was considering giving a penalty if he was just standing, like doing a standing shot, but since you're able to prop there and fire, I'll say it's you just have the bonus die, one bonus die on the shot, and then after this one, it'll nice. have one round nice. left. Ooh, extreme. Go ahead. Uh, we'll say we'll say you can pick where you're aiming in this particular case. Looks oh, like nice. the chest. All right. You cut so him in half. Yeah, the blast from that close range shotgun severs enough stuff down there that mechanically you need to work, uh, Dark Pharaoh. You feel you know you were sending out dark energy or impulses to move the corpse around, but now you feel there's been something severed below your chest basically so you, you can still feel the arms that that monroe has and you can move your head about but the legs have become a dead weight they're beyond your control okay detective glover 
I'll walk over and give him the uh, ember. Amber. Here you go. <laughs> I hold it just out of reach. <laughs> so does that does that break the mind control? Does he now come to with the realization of what he's done? Yeah, you placed it in Monroe's up, upheld hand, and um, there's not really a realization. It's a job, you know, completed. Mm-hmm. The thing that he wanted to do is now completed, but now you don't have a task, and some of your other concerns might come to the top. Oh, man. But I, you can still take an action. Deliver that bullet to the face, too. I'm out of rounds right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to well finish moving. Use any... And two yards. All right, so yeah, I'm going to move four yards away. Probably about there. And I'm going to cover my ears. <laughs> Do you think that'd work? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it might, yeah. It might. I mean, Monroe knows it mi- also might not. It depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. But yes, Monroe, you have the amber in your hands. Now the problem becomes even you had to do this ritual to interact with the bound djinn. So you're not Mm -hmm. going to be able to access it right now, but you do have it. But the vehicle that you're currently in is pretty compromised. Okay. But you Um, do see, um, if you crane your head around, you see the doctor whose hand you melted prop that shotgun on the window. And that's that's what severed connection with your legs. Okay. He needs slaves, so he'll try and do the uh, the mind effect again. Okay. What's the command? Just serve me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have no master. You are now my servants. All right. Extreme power rule. All right. Did I get a bonus Dr. dice Andrews. for having my ears plugged? Yeah, I'll give you one. <laughs> Thank you. One bonus die for having your ears closed. It ain't going to matter. Where's power? There it is. Uh... Bonus. Oh, dang it. Uh, just a second. Push to the wrong F key. Uh, two. Not uh, hard. Almost. You need extreme. Can you buy it? Yeah, you can buy it for, would that be, like, be 13, so 14 luck? Mm. It's, it's a now or never luck, or else you're forever a slave. Yeah, but I'd be alive. <laughs> uh, 14. Yeah. There's always one that walks away to tell the story. <laughs> Is it going to be you or Dr. Call? Hopefully Dr. Andrews. Yeah, so I bought it. Okay. Uh-oh. Is, does that command work even though they don't understand the language? Yeah, somehow. Um, the, the component to it is is hearing it, but also from Monroe's perspective, he, there was like a psychic uh, connection that was established via arcane and eldritch means. But Dr. Call comes up behind you, Andrews, and he grabs your shoulders, and he says, "We, what else can we do? We must go. And he tries to start pulling you towards the back of the house. We must serve him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's, because um, that's a pretty wide net that he casts. So you now think it's correct to serve somebody like him who's more powerful you than you. And maybe the angle he comes at that is... In Dr. Andrews' case, since you've been pretty listless since the destruction of your family and kind of drifting around trying to find a place for you, that the opportunity to have a place at somebody's side who is so powerful, it seems like the right thing to do. You know, it's it's that whole thing about how people don't really want freedom. They just want to feel protected. And, and you get that sense in his offer which was more of a command. So, but he hasn't given you, like, 
to serve him would be entirely in your your wheelhouse at this point. Yes, he hasn't commanded further. Yeah. He's obviously in pain, and as a doctor, you know that sometimes it's more ethical to just put something in that <laughs> much pain out of its misery. And no, but you do make a good point. I mean, so is it my turn? Is that why you're telling me this? Yes, and... Well, doctor. Uh, does he also have the faculty now to uh, continue to spend luck, or does he? Uh... Yeah, you can you can spend luck. You just have this service, and just so you know, as part of this spell, at some point you will have the opportunity to uh, shake yourself sort of free of it, or it will lessen in power. I can't quite remember how it works. I think it will be outside of the scope of this encounter. Oh, okay. But for right now, that's that's what you are operating on. So if the intelligence is higher than that of the caster, what's your intelligence? 80. 80. Mm -hmm. So actually, in this case, he'll have to win that with you every 10 rounds. Mm. Not so with Glover, I think. What's your intelligence? Uh, 80. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I told you I'm not statted to be a cop. I'm statted to... <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, in that case, like every 10 rounds, you'll have the opportunity. He'll have to reestablish that particular command. Just in your guys' case, if if they had a lower intelligence than the Dark Pharaoh, then it's a, a much longer period of time. But for the next 10 rounds, yeah, you will serve him. But it is your action, or I guess it was calls. Yeah. So Whitmire, give me a constitution roll, and then it's your action. Success. Dang it. Possible. <laughs> holding on till the end <laughs> all right yeah go ahead dr andrews right so you know if i have to serve him and i am a doctor then i just you know drop that shotgun and i'll start moving towards him to see if i can help with the wounds that he's taken from yeah certainly not me <laughs> somebody that's not serving him most likely <laughs> before you were unenlightened yeah yeah well when you look over his body there are a bunch of things that make it a problem. <laughs> it's like he's not pumping blood out of these wounds. There's, you know, he's already sort of cooling to the touch or co or cooler than he should be if he were living. The damage is beyond the tools you have, at least right now. If you got a hold of your Gladstone bag, maybe you could patch some of it up. And also the flesh is melty on your good hand now, so... It's difficult yeah. to administer care. You think that to continue in that action in your next round would be fruitless just because something else is powering what you used to know as Monroe. All right, Jack, you're not under the spell, right? Yeah. You passed it. All right. There's Give a couple of things. So I was thinking, one, we can put Monroe in that well over there, uh, but then I'm worried that someone might just bring him back up. So I'm wondering, how close am I to Whitmire's car? You're just in front of it. You guys parked him pretty close to the house. They were faced to make a quick escape. It is pretty damaged. It'd take a, you know, it would take your action to go around and try to get it cranked up. I'm more worried about what he has in the trunk. Is there any dynamite in right. there? Yes. Oh, so. <laughs> not even a luck roll? <laughs> yeah. There was last time, so... There was. <laughs> All right, I'll reach in. I will say that there is. And I'll grab okay. a stick, and I'll put it in my mouth like a cigar. Well, not like sticking out, okay. but like sideways. And I okay. will, uh, if I have any movement left, start making my way back towards uh, the, the corpse of Lance. Yeah, so dynamite 
basically takes, you know how RuneQuest has the time that it takes to fire a weapon? It basically takes two rounds. There's the prep and then mm -hmm. the... the um, not lighting it, it yet. So. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Just so, just so you know when you go to do it. All right. But yeah, that, so getting it and you have it there and you're going to go up to Monroe's corpse. Mm-hmm. The will be part. your action. Yeah, okay. Oh. All right, so let's uh, move on over to the Dark Pharaoh. So I'm just curious. Does he have the mind transfer spell? Give me Lance's Cthulhu Mythos. Can I buy that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he'll spend the 43 luck. <laughs> to make everything awful. Yeah, he, he's going to try and um, transfer his consciousness into Dr. Call. Because hmm. he's right. Doctor Call's the only one that's not wounded right now. So this one does take some time. Ordinarily, let me look at the deeper version. So you are a crafty being. You've survived much, and so ahead of time, you have prepared to do a mind transfer, basically ahead of its casting. So all the yeah, his his uh, escape vector should anything yeah, else. Yeah, but go I would say the way on. that that's described is. It would have to be a target that isn't Dr. Call. Because you need things Not... like personal items of the person you're going to transfer into and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Unless you can think of a clever way to, to get around that problem. I'm trying to think. Have Dr. Call and I like swapped business cards or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I would expect so. Luck roll. Luck roll? Yeah, go I mean... for it. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Oh, no. oh my God. <laughs> what are you yourself. doing to yourself? <laughs> well, I'm dead, so. I know, but have this some This is dignity. my last ditch effort to survive. Hey, okay. that's how I survived father in the first campaign was I was down to like four luck yeah. at the end of that one. Okay, so um, you know you don't have the ability to use the deeper part of it, so you can use it the regular way. Uh which looks like the five rounds, you got to succeed at the opposed power roll, and then you guys start losing sanity, basically. And <laughs> okay. uh, if the exchange fails, then your soul dissipates into eternity, or you transfer into the body of Dr. Call. But That's... I don't see anything here. Yeah, I guess it's just a runoff, one-off. It takes five rounds. So that's the hang-up, is to keep him around for that long, right? Okay. At least with Dr. Call, since he's shown to be particularly immune to your ability to command him. Yeah. I suppose I could switch to uh, Detective Glover. <laughs> okay. All right. So you can start the, the casting yeah. one round. You want to keep a count of that for me. And um, just as a, a word, I'll tell Andrews to uh, hold down Detective Glover for me. Okay. And yeah, then I'll start the... The transfer. Yeah, so the the dark pharaoh lying there on the ground, paralyzed, points at Detective Glover and, you know, says something in Egyptian to you, Dr. Andrews. Uh, you don't know precisely what he's saying in this case, since it's just a regular command, but with a successful psychology role, you can make out what he's going for. Give you a chance to confuse what exactly he wants. Failure. Yeah, you don't know precisely what he wants, meanwhile, a panic... Probably telling you to stop him because he's walking towards him. And meanwhile, a panic Dr. Edward Call goes over to the other car and, and uh, 
gets it cranked up. He's just like, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. Come along, Andrews. Clever. Leave him. Uh, Whitmire, constitution roll. <laughs> Success. Amazing. Somebody get this man medical attention. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm dying. Hey, man, Dr. Call's the only sane doctor left. Yeah, and he's he's running away. You gotta make sure that car's going. He's not running yet. Yeah, stuff gets All right, a Dr. Andrews, tough. so you have this uncertain command from the Dark Pharaoh. You, he's, he's pointing at Glover. You got that much. Um, and what's Glover doing? He has a stick of dynamite in his mouth. <laughs> still. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I think it's reasonable to infer that he wants me to stop Glover from reaching him with a stick of dynamite. Is that reasonable? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll uh, does the run question up. come in that how does he know what dynamite is though? Well, I mean possibly, but it's uh, not that's the, not what he was going for. Yeah, I don't know. As uh, I feel that that has to become a uh, a internal debate now. <laughs> what would be cool is to complete the mind transfer <laughs> just as the dynamite goes off. It's not lit. <laughs> Yeah, right, I know. I, know. I was okay. just saying that would be a cool convergence. It's about to, though, um, <laughs> depending on how Andrews is acting. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you got a shot left in your shotgun. And... He dropped it. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he, he dropped, dropped it, it inside. Yeah, I'll just try to go up and brawl him, like to tackle him or something. Yeah, so it's... Are you going to hit him with your withered hand or your melty hand? <laughs> what's, your, what's your size, Glover? Uh, 80. And your build is... Build, one build 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 um is that then combat yeah yeah and then you have a minus one and a 40 for size right you know but i do have brawl uh, hold that action if you want to come up with something a little more in his talents for how to do that but um yeah basically you have two penalty to try to you know brawl him in any way because of your guys's big size difference and your yeah your compromised hands Right. You still want to go forward with it, though you may. I don't know what. Let me look around. What else? What else could I do? Do you have any other guns? I mean, holding a gun on somebody one. usually gets them to stop doing things. Um, I don't like. I just have my machete, so I'll pull that. Okay. Threaten them. And I'll threaten them with it with with my machete and my offhand. Uh, what do you say to him? Don't come any closer. All right, Glover. Else how do you I'll respond? stick you. I think or he's do, the Dark Pharaoh's doing something at me. I don't know what. Yeah. But I do know that any time. Yeah, he pointed at you. He was. Yeah. Uh, I do know any time the Dark Pharaoh thing speaks that I usually end up in a bad way. <laughs> so I'm just going to try to go for it. Uh, I'm going to try to grab the Dark Pharaoh and head towards that well as fast as I can and juke around Andrews. All right. Yeah. I. It will give you the opportunity, Andrews, to slash out with that machete if you want while he's trying to scramble the Dark Pharaoh away from where you are. Okay. But, like I said, I'm using it left-handed, so I probably would have a penalty. Okay. okay. You're just going to dodge that, Jack? Uh, yeah. Uh, going to see if I can anyway. Just checking for fumble, basically. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So... When he grabs me, do I have a chance to, like, brawl him back or anything like that? Yeah, if you want to. Like, I just have my arms. Yeah, I mean, you'd be... Monroe's size was zero, so you'd be at the maximum penalty. So you would roll it with three penalty die. 
or three dice. Would that stop his ritual? No, not necessarily. So three dice altogether? Four. Yeah. All right. Oh. Yeah. And I don't have enough luck. Yeah. How do I dodge that or do I brawl back because I'm trying to yeah, grab Yeah, you them? can dodge again. This time you have a penalty on it, though. Right. Or you can brawl back if you want to, yeah. With a penalty, too? Yep. Do I need to get... I, I need to succeed on the brawl, right? Cause it's... Uh, you need to either have the failure that you had, basically, okay. and have a higher skill than Lance has Oh, at brawling. I don't have a higher skill than Lance does, so I guess I'll dodge at penalty. Yeah. Okay, but still, it's it's, an, it's enough to stop him from doing whatever. I guess you were just trying to push him away. Is that the idea? Yeah, just trying to keep him from getting his hands on me. Okay. Like so, actually yeah. getting a hold of me. <laughs> Nothing much changes. Dr. Andrews swipes through the air where Glover was, but that does bring it to another round of chanting for you, or that's what you're going to do with your action, Dark Pharaoh? Yeah, round two of the body swap. Okay, Dr. Call has the car... Cranked up, he comes huffing and puffing past this altercation back into the house. Makes it to about there, which you can... Extreme success. All right. He's... Hopefully he can get to you in time. That's a pretty impressive run. Yeah. All right, Dr. Andrews, your action. Yeah, I mean, I really just don't... I, I don't see what uh, what else I could do here, so I'll take another slice at him. You could touch him with your weird hand and slow him down. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, that's just a brawl roll at penalty. Are you going to dodge? This is a new round, so it doesn't start at penalty for you, Glover. Yeah. Just another failure. Yeah, you're just not a very physical man, all things. Yeah, you know. especially left-handed. So, uh, but he, Glover, he does seem persistent on keeping you away from the Dark Pharaoh. So it's up to you whether you're going to stay in the danger zone there or not, <laughs> or if you want to do something else. Uh, did I pick up the top half? No, the way it all played out, because you you stepped back and he tried to get out, is that you had to let him go in order to stop him from, uh, you know, for, to stop all those attacks from hitting you. Mm. The dodge kind of took you out of your your effect. You have to kind of you have to commit to it, I suppose, if you really want to do it. Which all right. Opened yeah, you let's up. go for it. Pick him okay. up. Okay. All right. So since he's resisting, that's the brawl roll between the two of you. That is at penalty for you. Given your current state, Dark Pharaoh, if I didn't already say that last time. Three, yeah, I've been doing uh, two penalty dice. Or I do a penalty number of dice, three. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Mm. <laughs> Just uh, not happening. Yeah, I don't get any uh, bonuses, right. do I, for it? Uh, yeah, they try to put it all on the... Penalty, okay. Yeah, instead of... That way, somebody, like if there's an equal, an unequal power level... It's not like a double penalization to whoever has the unequal because it would be like bonus for you, penalty for them. So they just try to do penalty for them and leave it at that. But I don't want it to be locked up like this. So I'm going to, there's an optional rule uh, like where there's no fell hits basically. So I take the damage and I pick them up. Yeah, well just like he's pushing you away, punching at you, he actually deals a point of damage basically right. to you. Scratches you across your neck or your cheek in an attempt to keep you from picking him up. All right. So did I pick him up? Yeah, but we'll say you both kind of... So you got him, like, around the armpits there. All right. And you can start dragging him. All right, Lance, third round of your spell? Yep. Okay, Dr. Call makes it up to you. Let's see if he can do... Oh, wait, what's his movement speed? Five. So it takes that round for him to get to you. 
unfortunately, yeah. Whitmire. Luck is, or push? I don't have enough luck for it, so push away. Ooh. Nice. Success. Oh, no zombies. Okay, Dr. Andrews, Glover's got a hold of the Dark Pharaoh, just starting to drag him off to the east there. How crazy would it be if I instead... Well, no, because I've seen him trying to fight him off, so I can certainly deduce he doesn't want Glover to do what he's doing. Right. Okay. And I have a ruined hand. Well, I guess we'll keep up trying to... (laughs) Trying to stab him with my machete. All right. So you can attempt to dodge this one, uh, Glover, and it won't mess up your hold on him. But holding on to him will will put it at penalty. And, of course, Andrew, you have your penalties for the slash. That's what you wish to do. But also, Glover, you could attempt to punch him in the face instead or trip his legs. I don't really... Whatever ideas you have. Yeah, I'm more concerned about just getting... Get into the well. Okay. So. So just dodging. Yeah. All right. Let's see how Andrews does. <laughs> yeah. It's just not. Wow. Almost. Yeah. You duck under a, a slash. They're real wobbly, which makes it relatively easy for you to avoid. But still, it's a machete swinging at you. Well, I think that's within the range of malfunction for this weapon. Because <laughs> well, it says a, a 96 <clears throat> oh, really? is a malfunction for the. For the machete in the house. I wonder if that's that's true. Yeah, that sounds like it. No, I stick it into the into into the Dark Lord and kill him the rest of the way. Uh, Bad luck, you know. <laughs> I think that melee weapons only have those sorts of things on an actual fumble. The I think the default for the weapon line starts at ninety six to one hundred because I was looking at the entry for machete and it doesn't have a malfunction one. So. You didn't actually fumble. You still have a hold of it. You would have to roll a hundred for something like that to occur. But Jack, you can start moving that body now. All right. You can move your speed with the body. All right. So. Can I fight against that? Yeah, on your return. All right. So that'll put me okay. right uh, over to there with him. Yep. Yes. No con. All right, Monroe. Is this the fourth round of your spell? Yeah. Can I also be trying to fight? against him or grab a hold of something to keep him from dragging me as I uh yeah sure go ahead and you want to like snag on something we'll we'll say yeah like if I can grab on to Andrew's <laughs> as you're going past way. yeah we'll say yeah. a a dex roll to grab a hold of something and if Andrews doesn't want to be grabbed a hold of for some reason by you although he's your servant at the moment then he could have the option to dodge it but yeah okay Ooh, nope. No luck to spend either. <laughs> nope. But yeah, round four of okay. taking over Glover. So we'll move it to the next round. Dr. Call kneels over Whitmire. Going to do first aid. He may save this man's life or delay his demise. Mm. See how he does. Nice. Gotcha. So you got one temporary hit point. You can make a constitution roll to regain brief consciousness. So basically your check to die moves up. It's like D&D very similar to every hour until you have actual proper medical attention. Mm. And uh, you all use my six luck to buy the success. Yeah. So basically you come to with call knelt over you, you know, he's putting some stuff on your chest, you know, trying to put some compression on that wound and, 
and ignoring your damaged hand for the time being, but your eyes flicker open. And you have a little loss of time, you know, like those short-term memories in the last few moments didn't quite store correctly before it was lights out. But you do know you were trying to flee this place. Uh, you didn't see or you don't remember hearing anybody fire on you, but you must have been shot just when you look at yourself. But yeah, you are conscious for this round. What did you want to do or say? I'll, uh, well, I know I'll state the obvious. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Right. Well, just not doing so good call. Just hang in there, Whitmire. That's what I'm working on. I dare say we may make it yet, God willing. But that's what he can do for that turn. Dr. Andrews. So um, the Dark Lord was trying to grab onto me? Yeah, like he tried to grab your leg, but he just didn't okay. get close enough to you or get a gr enough of a grasp. It kind of tugged at the, the hem of your pant leg there. but Yeah, so then I'll... Well, I want to grab onto him and try to pull him away. Okay. Like I'll grab his, his legs, whatever's being dragged, and I'll, uh, I'll try to pull against Glover since I obviously can't hit well, him with a knife. Okay, yeah, it's easy enough with your action to get a hold of his legs since Monroe can't use those for anything, so he can't yeah. get back at you. You just grab a hold of him. So then from this point to move him further, Jack, it would be a, a basically a contest of strength. All right. But once again, Dr. Andrews, you are impaired due to your injury Yeah. to maintain a hold, so you will have a penalty on your strength roll. Okay. All right. Assuming you were going to toss him in the well. Yeah, he's going in the well on my <laughs> right. turn, or I'm going to try to. Okay. Yep. Go for it. All right. Do you want me to roll a strength? Strength with with, a pen uh, with penalty. One penalty. You put two Do when get, it asks you. Yeah. Do I get strength to find it as well, um, or something to try to grab onto the well so I don't actually go in? Yeah, you can have another another attempt at it, but also I'll give you a penalty. So basically. If one of you or Dr. Andrew succeeds, you won't go over into the well this turn. If Glover succeeds against both of you, you will. All right. Do I get any penalties or bonuses? Nope. All right. Oh. Nice. Wow, nice. Wait, did I... My roll didn't go through. Yeah, I don't see it. And it's a strength check? Yep. Right? With one or with a penalty die. So, yep. So, with... Uh, terrific tug you upend him over the edge of that well and let him go yeah uh <laughs> do i have enough uh whatever left no, over that, to... that would have been your okay. your action to get him over there do i have enough leeway to finish the spell this round we're gonna see yeah how deep is the is well? it a luck check <laughs> <laughs> for the well is there falling damage like if he falls on his well i guess he's not breathing so it doesn't yeah. matter yeah he falls on his head. I mean, crushes it. No, you guys had checked it earlier, or at least Glover and Whitmire had when they first came out here, and there was water in the well with debris, so that's what he splooshes down yeah. into. And like, um, there doesn't seem so, to be like a verbal or somatic component to the spell casting. Either, right. So. so he's been chanting this whole time. So yeah. I, okay. But I'm going to give him continue it. an impaired chance to... Uh, to complete the spell. So ordinarily on the opposed power for this one, since it's technically an NPC, Glover would have to do an extreme power roll, but I will just move it down to passing a regular power roll. <sighs> All right. This is, I think he's got it. Here we go. Bam. Success. 
Nice. Oh, got it. So yeah, you hear the uh, you hear the Egyptian, the spoken Egyptian, the last round in this rite as it attempts to transfer its mind into yours, and then splash, and it fails. Caster, caster because soul of the failure, yeah, dissipates gone. into it eternity. Well, I don't know that, right? So uh, the, that so, also break uh, Andrew's thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like the the need to serve him doesn't become your primary desire, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, he splashes into the water. The corpse of Monroe, possessed by the dark pharaoh, with the chunk of amber with its encased gin in its hand, into the well. What do you do, Andrew? And I don't have that compulsion anymore? Nope. Is that what you said? No, you don't have it anymore. Oh, okay. All right, so then I know Whitmire's been shot, and my bag is back in the house, so I'll run to the house to get my bag, because I don't know that uh, Call made it in there to help him. Yeah, you see him dragging him across the pentagram when you come in, and uh, he looks over his shoulder at the sound of an approaching person and asks for help. Can you grab his feet? Okay. Yeah, I'll snatch up my bag and then I'll grab his feet to the best of my ability with my one arm. Okay. Or I guess I could get both of my forearms under his feet and carry him that way. All right. So you guys start to carry him towards the car. Jack Glover, what are you going to do? Man, I just had a horrible, horrible thought. That is if Amber breaks to dynamite. Destroy the stone and... Yeah. Release the gin, but I don't know well, if Glover would think about that. So the last action Glover does will be pulling out his lighter and lighting that fuse and preparing to toss okay. it down the well. All right. Yeah, people, uh, Dr. Andrews, Dr. Call get Whitmire into the back of the car, and then they load up, and they shout for you to come, and you light the fuse, wait the whatever time you feel comfortable with, toss it down, and Dr. Call begins to pull away. And moments later, there's a terrific explosion, and you see a blast of water and chunks of stone and earth and leaves blast up from that well. Uh, but uh, before we go, let's have a group luck roll, including the departed Monroe. Mr. Monroe. Son of a bitch, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> <laughs> what you oh, hold on, it's the oh. lowest, isn't it? Failed. Yeah, yeah, it's just a low. Okay. All I need is Monroe's. So, yeah. I, I got a zero. <laughs> oh, you, you have do? zero luck? You have zero luck? Zero luck. Oh. Yeah, I used all of So it. what is it? He'd be rolling to not critical? I think it goes yeah. down to, like, you're basically to one. You just need to get a critical. Okay. So you can put a one in there and, and oh, roll your okay. luck. Whitmire. No, <laughs> 42. <laughs> Even though the pivotal event of this scenario has been resolved, the story of trauma both physical and mental, continues. And perhaps the butcher's bill has not yet been paid in full. As our investigators speed away from the farmhouse, Dr. Call understands that James Whitmire may yet slip away. The choice, then, is this. Do they carry on to the hospital in Arkham or find some place to perform the life-saving procedure themselves? All right, so... The scene is this. You guys have pulled out onto Boone Road. You're heading towards Ross's Corner. You can see the church up on your left and the rest of the town spread out before you. So Dr. Call is driving the car. Whitmire, you're in and out of consciousness. 
as you're still, you know, slowly bleeding to death, basically. Dr. Andrews is unconscious, and Glover's in the seat next to him. You can see his right hand has kind of, like, the skin got all melty, and, you know, it had to go with the law of gravity, so it kind of melted, you know, the fingers together. And some of the bone, like on his thumb and his index finger, you can see where the skin had just sort of melted away. But that is the situation you're in. And and Dr. Call is saying, I suppose to you, Glover, since you're really the only one fully there, that he's uncertain what to do. I, I dare say young Whitmire won't make it if we try to get to Arkham, but I don't know if I have the tools to patch him up appropriately. Hmm. Have we heard anything about like maybe a local veterinarian? Uh, you could give me your, we'll say an, a hard intelligence roll. All right. Uh, nope. Yeah. For sure. You don't think, oh, sorry, go for it. Yeah. If you had heard something, it just was a detail that didn't stick into your head. You assume with all these farm animals, there has to be one around, but you didn't hear the exact location. Yeah. I don't think we probably got time either way. What do you think your chances are of, uh, Helping them through it, uh, just pull over and do it, uh, Dr. Call. Harder than if I was in a hospital, that's for sure. Is he even going to make it to a hospital? Yeah, looks like he's still kind of bleeding like a stuck pig. I'm quite surprised he's alive at all, to be honest. Got the constitution yeah. of a horse. Yeah, he's wily like that. But... Probably rearranged his organs. <laughs> I can try it. Maybe I can rouse Dr. Andrews if we pull over somewhere. And he could assist as best he can. I'm not sure if he will be helped, but... Well, if you don't think he's going to survive the trip to the hospital, we got to do something. All right. Uh, what do you think? The church there? Where should we go? A church is as good a place as any. All right, so he cruises down the road and heads over to the church, pulls off on the gravel path that leads up to the church, and there the double doors, you know, stand open and... You guys hustle out of the car. Uh, he asks for some help with Whitmire. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it's up to you if you want to go then go back and get Andrews and bring him in as well. Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll do that. Get them all in there. Well, when Dr. Call, when you get Andrews in there, well, firstly, when you guys get in there, you see Sheriff Hooper sort of sitting just below the the pulpit like on one of the steps that goes up to sort of a raised area. And he's just drinking from a, a little hip flask. And it's almost like he doesn't even notice you guys enter the, the scene. And you can see a teenage girl, you know, her corpse lies at his feet. And you see the telltale mark of the heart mm -hmm. extraction by the djinn, likely around the time you guys heard gunshots out here. Mm. But anyhow, Dr. Call tries to rouse Dr. Andrews one sec. Does Hooper have that look in his eyes that I've been seeing a lot lately? Yes. <laughs> yeah, All right. So I'll kind of lean over to Hooper and I'll, uh, or not Hooper, uh, Call, and I'll be like, uh, you just focus on getting or taking care of Whitmire. I'll keep an eye on Hooper just in case she gets a little weird. All right. So Call reaches into his bag and pulls out some smelling salts and puts them underneath your nose. Here, Dr. Andrews, and he successfully rouses you from unconsciousness. So when you okay. come to, your hand is in quite a bit of pain. It's a singing 
not so sweetly to you. But ah, my hand, it's in pain. <laughs> all right. So once you're all there, he says, "Hey, uh, Doctor Andrews, I didn't think Whitmire would make it all the way to the hospital. I think we're going to have to do this procedure here. Now, it doesn't really look like you're in much of a state to help, but you might see something that I miss." Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to get in there and stop this bleeding however we can. So how this will work is you can both make your medicine roll. In Dr. Call's case, he has to pass a hard medicine roll. And in your case, you have to pass an extreme medicine roll. Now, only one person has to succeed. Okay. I think Dr. Call can use his surgery if it's higher. Is there any reason not to push on failure? I don't think there would be. Well, if well, you guys just... if you guys fail, he's not dead. He okay, still has so... the hour to go before he has to make another constitution check. So likely what would happen then is Dr. Call would just be like, I can't I can't do this here. We're gonna have to try to make for the hospital, right? All right. So he's gonna use his surgery in this case since it's applicable, which he has pretty high, and he's gonna go for his hard. <laughs> And he gets a failure. So yeah, it calls. Yeah. He says, "I don't, I don't know if we can do this here." He's willing to push it, but he says maybe we should just hope for the best. Get him back in the car. Get him to Arkham. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I can be of any help. My, my hand is completely useless. And did, uh, did we see the sheriff's uh, truck? Yeah. Do, do do they have sirens on these ones? Give me. Do you have any luck roll? I don't I don't know. Did they have the sirens back then? My luck says they do. Oh yeah. It's like a little it's not a light, but it's just a Yeah, it's like a, a noisemaker. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do have them on or his truck does have one, yes. Alright. Uh I'll go over to Sheriff Hooper and uh I'll ask for his keys unless he thinks he can drive himself, but I don't think he Yeah. So Sheriff Hooper, we need a Get someone to a hospital real quick. I plan to make use of your vehicle. <laughs> yeah, he looks at you, his eyes coming into focus, sort of noticing you for the first time with a start. And he takes uh, another long swig from his hip flask, and he hands you the keys, or he says, yeah, go ahead. I, you got to go wind it up, I guess, get it going. But he says, right. uh, you're going to have to explain to me just exactly what that was one of these days. Because I didn't see anything, but I saw this girl's heart torn from her chest. And so did half the town, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like an unhinged yeah. laugh at the end of that. Uh, you, you shouldn't have to worry about it. Uh, I don't know what happened, but they took care of it. <laughs> and I'll motion for Dr. Call and Andrews to load Whitmire up into the sheriff's truck. Okay. Did you want to drive clever, or you want Call to drive? Call is the <laughs> better wheel man. The better wheel man. I'll sit in the back with Whitmire. All right, Whitmire, let's get your constitution roll. Oh, uh, push it. I had no reason not to, right? Uh, that's that's true. Oh, nope. <laughs> this can't hang on. The minute they start the car up, I kill over. Yeah, what was the downside to the push? Oh, I oh. I die. <laughs> that was with just the regular <laughs> failure. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to think. As, uh, the dark man takes well, over. Well, <laughs> father claims my soul, man. Yeah, that's right. The 
like Justin was saying, what John just said, like the shadow that he keeps seeing gets him, right? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, let's do it this way. So to those, you know, to the omniscient, omnipresent observer that we are, we know that Whitmire dies. But to the people in the car, his vitals seem to tick along weak, but still there all the way to Arkham where he's admitted to St. Mary's Teaching Hospital, and the good doctors there seem to stabilize Whitmire, but when Whitmire sits up in his bed conscious for the first time and he looks into the reflection, all we see is a man-shaped hole in the world with a halo around his head like the accretion disk around a black hole, and we'll have to leave the payoff to that for another time. So, what we can do then from this point is Dr. Andrews and Detective Glover, having delivered um, Whitmire to the hospital, can go on their separate ways and attend to the things that they need to attend to. And we'll do kind of a brief description from the two of you of what that sort of near future plan is for those two characters. Let's start with you, Brian. Right. Or Chris. Sorry, Chris. Uh, no, uh, I'd say go with Brandon because uh, okay. if, if he if his characters think about retirement, it's going to change what my character does. So, right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I would need the services of this hospital as well, and then it just depends on what you what's going to shake out with my hand. Yeah, we'll have to uh, do some rolls here. Let's take a look. So this hospital has the same rating as Doctor Call, just better equipment. So the first uh, medicine roll for your wound, this is the initial treatment, is an extreme success. So you recover 1d3 hit points. You want to roll that out. Okay. And then you can make, you know, about a week later, you can make a constitution roll. You get a bonus die if you stay at the hospital. And I imagine the treatment for this is since your flesh... Uh, between your fingers kind of fused together they'll have to surgically like snip those all apart yeah and uh we'll see if there's some sort of grafts or something they can do to keep the hand intact that depends on how your constitution rolls so you can make that first one for the end of the week with a bonus die if you stay in the hospital okay so no recovery takes place that week you can check again for the next week same conditions, as long as you're at the hospital. Yeah, I'll stay there. There's a success. All right, so you get 1d3 hit points. And what does that bring your total hit points to? So that brings me to 6 of 8. Okay, so that crosses the threshold to where you're out of having a wound. Uh, you still, you know, have healing to do. But given that you didn't fumble or fail a push roll or anything like through that, you make... A pretty good recovery. So your hand is mostly intact, just not functional until the rest of the healing takes place. So you can leave the, the hospital with, you know, uh, bandages and whatnot. You know, they had to basically, I suppose, take skin from other places and try to reconstruct it around your thumb and index finger. Okay. Okay, good. Skin graphs were pretty old. All right. Uh, yeah, so it seems you'll be... They're just waiting to figure out if there's nerve damage mechanically. 
we know there won't be because you didn't fail or or fumble anything. Um, so you just have sort of a disability with that hand until you hit full hit points, which should be by the end of the next week. So that's what you're looking at, uh, about three to four weeks of recovery. Okay. So what is Dr. Andrew's plan, given that the scenario has come to an end? Mm. Um, all right, so... Uh, he's definitely got a lot of work to do on his sanity. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's definitely going to have to take a long break from this sort of thing and right. get his mind straightened out. Well, some of the things that occur prior to this incident and probably while you're still in the hospital is there's a whole investigation that ticks up around Ross's corner where First, the state troopers are called in to make sense of all these bodies they have around there. And then eventually two agents from the Bureau of Investigation. And you talk to the state tro troopers, you know, you give whatever information you want to give. What? How would you do that? What would you even say? Like the state troopers come by and they start asking me questions about what happened out there. Right. They, they understand you own some property out there. Um, that's where you first get the news that the farmhouse had partially burned down after you guys had left and uh, yeah there was a body found amongst the rubble and so right now you're just like a personal a person of interest to trying to get your whereabouts over the last few weeks that sort of thing right fortunately that crazy hobo in the basement started snatching hearts yeah so um when they ask me questions, that's probably the angle I'd take. It's like, yeah, we inherited the place, but there was a, a violent squatter on the premises. And so, you know, I didn't feel safe there. Right. And at the same time, you get kind of involved with that too, Glover, because, you know, your name just doesn't stay out of it. They talk to Sheriff Hooper and they learn that you were down there investigating something. And that's just one of the things you become involved with. The other thing, of course, was the murder of Bertrand Merriweather. Which, mm. while the internal investigation of the Boston Police Department shows no wrongdoing on your part, a civil suit is opened <laughs> by the widow of Merriweather against the Boston Police Department for a wrongful killing. And that has yet to be determined. That's still awaiting a court date. And of course, you are subpoenaed to that and whatnot. Uh, you do get a gentle pressure put on you to you know either take take up um his name's escaping my mind at the moment terry you're talking about terry yeah logan yeah. terry's offer to hit you up within with connections in another town and you make like a lateral move just in a different spot you know you might mention the idea of shuffling around to a precinct but he points out that that would mean a demotion you know they don't have precinct detectives at the level you were at but that mm. that's also an option of course you could retire but you wouldn't get your full pension in that case. Um, oh, that's right. So, yeah, you have a lot of options there, but you have that civil suit brought against, you know, the police department of which you're uh, a primary person involved with. And then also you have this investigation at Ross's Corner where all these bodies, you know, and that's ongoing. And currently we're at the state, state troopers have been in contact with you. Now, you're a little bit more canny when it comes to law enforcement stuff. So if you and Andrews want to work out ahead of time 
what you guys both might say about this situation, that would be fine. Yeah, I don't see why we wouldn't do something because we'd be expecting some sort of yeah right follow ups. Uh, and I would just follow Glover's lead there since that's what he what he does for a living, so he would know what kind of questions we're gonna right. come up against. Okay, and also, Doctor Andrews, you have a good friend at the order who is a lawyer, a criminal defense lawyer. You can always get him on retainer if needed. Yeah. Which actually kind of belays, as soon as you have him on retainer, if that's something you want to do, it kind of stops the the questioning for a minute outside of the context of these very sort of contained, you know, with uh, your lawyer friend there to keep everything kosher, you know? Yeah, that's definitely what I would do. Okay. Yeah, if he's going to lawyer up, I'm, I'd probably say that, you know, that's the best, best bet. Just follow what your lawyer says. He knows the law better than any cop. Okay. Yeah, so that goes on for a while. And, you know, speaking of the Hermetic Order of the Silver Twilight, when they learn of Monroe's death, they hold a vigil there where they summon, you know, all active members, which I guess at this stage is just you, Dr. Andrews, at least when they hold it. Whitmire is still alive, but he's, as far as you know, convalescing in St. Mary's Teaching Hospital in Arkham. But yeah, they hold like a vigil for him where the noble philosopher John Scott gives, you know, a short commemoration. And as I described, when you guys did your initiation, they put these, all these lights that look like stars with one big bright light in the middle that's, you know, supposed to be like the sun that you guys had seen. But during his commemoration, John Scott points out that some of you may have noticed that we have the constellations as seen in the northern hemisphere up in this light array. And he points to what's supposed to be the constellation Orion at the belt there. And he says, those two stars on the ends, Alnatak and Mintaka, we will keep lit for as long as I am the noble philosopher philosopher to commemorate both Rupert Merriweather for one and Lance Monroe for the other. And he says something about how, you know, Orion represents the hunter or the seeker, in this case of information, and also a philosophical con concept they call the philosophy uh, child, which is also kind of like a philosophy stone, which is a symbol of divine illumination. And they will light these halls for all time, if I would have my way. And then, you know, he closes the ceremony and you guys can talk amongst each other, those who knew him. But uh, that's one of the things that happens during that commemoration. But we have to go back in time a little bit to Monroe's moment of death. And as an occultist, Monroe was very familiar with near-death experiences like the light at the end of the tunnel sort of thing. You'd heard many, many stories like that, Monroe, and you're not really, it's like a dream to be in that. You're not really thinking at the highest level. You're not thinking logically. You're just sort of having an experience of traveling towards this light at the end of this tunnel, and you get sort of a fuzzy impression of that something good is there. Like maybe... You don't know what it is, but it kind of reminds you of, you know, sitting on your grandpa's lap when he was teaching you to read when you were a boy, you know, back before 
all his troubles, the things that he got involved with, the things that sort of drove him mad, the things that you kind of know all too well. And this is a very comforting drawing together that you're feeling. But as you're having this experience, which who knows what causes it, some dream chemical perhaps at the moment of death, but you're looking out of this path that you're on towards this light at the end, and you see a Baroque staircase, highly ornate. Now, I said okay. you're not thinking at your highest level, so you don't recognize it immediately, but you can give me a Cthulhu Mythos roll. All right, so you don't know what it is. It, it barely registers. That is until you see a figure at the top of the steps sort of beckoning to you, and you recognize him. He's, uh, you know, he wears like a a shirt or a wife beater he has slacks and he has a uh, a trilby cap on his head with a feather in the band and that's the figure beckoning to you and you like a name comes into your mind robert ramston yeah that was his name it was the it was the author that had killed himself to make it to the dream world mm -hmm. so the final role that monroe gets before even his dream version like all conscious forms of Monroe go into nothing, is a dreaming role. <laughs> Critical failure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a fumble. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, so you're drawn off by this figure who once he sees you come off the light, this tunnel drawing you towards a warm light, uh, you're drawn off by these ornate steps and Robert Ramsden goes down them and disappears out of sight. And you remember then, this is the 70 steps of light slumber that leads to the chamber where beyond, there are even more steps that go into the dream world. And in a haze, you walk through this hall with the eternal pillar of fire. Now the two Egyptian-like figures aren't there at the moment, but you do see the steps that lead to the dream world beyond. And you head down those. But... You get a growing sense of dread, yet you are inexplicably drawn forward until you find yourself in, again, a familiar place with columns on either side and a darkness ahead. And as though you're on rails, you're drawn into this darkness and you see not Robert Ramson there, but another figure hunched old, but his arms and legs are elongated and they're powerful looking. And uh, so, yeah, there's a figure there that you recognize, Mr. Mueller, you think, but his body is grotesque and strong, and I'll pass it over to Mr. Mueller. Ah, Herr Monroe, please follow me. I have such sights to show you. <laughs> and beyond, you see the fuzzy, bat-like, toad-like shape of Sathagua, who is hungry. Oh, no. <laughs> and that will be the end of season three. So we'll close the recording there. Uh, thanks for playing. We still got a bunch of, what do you call it? Investigator development phase to go through. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Travis. Okay. Now, um, Justin, since you don't... <laughs> <laughs> and another... Character death.
This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening.